You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spartans Nation, how on earth are you all doing on this fantastic Monday? Thank you so much for starting your week with Locked On Spartans. Your team in green and white every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. And happy belated Easter, happy belated Passover, happy Ramadan, whatever it is that you are celebrating or celebrated over the weekend. Hey, maybe it was just the MSU spring game. That's, that's all that you need in your life. Hey, hope it was an awesome weekend. And let's charge into this week with uh, some positive energy here. On today's show, uh, of course, we're going to overreact to the spring game. Uh, I took some takes from you fine folks on Twitter. You can find me at Sheehan underscore sports, or if you want to email me, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is where to reach me. So we'll go through all those. Of course, I've, I've got my own takes to add as well. And then end the show, MSU's 2023 recruiting class gets its sixth commit in Eddie Pleasant the third. So we talk about that to end the show. How, how fun's that? Before getting to any of that, though, just need to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe, please, to the podcast or YouTube channel, depending on how you consume my rambling content. Any way you slice it, hey, throw me a subscribe. Uh, rate me, especially if it's nice. Thank you. And if, if it's not nice, then I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry to ruin your Monday. But hey, we'll get through this all together here. So all right, let's just jump right into it. Saturday. Big Ten Network, or at a somewhat moderately chilly but sunny Spartan Stadium, any way you took in the spring game, in air quotes, you know, mostly a practice. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about everything that we saw, and I think that there are some big storylines that we could, of course, overreact about and look too deeply into. Or are they actually accurate assessments here? Well, hey, <laughs> you get to be the judge here. Um, we're going to start off with linebackers, because that is going to be a big Big storyline for the rest of summer. And one that I guess we shouldn't be all too surprised about. Now, before we get into the weeds of it all, uh, again, on Twitter I asked, hey, give me your biggest takeaways here. And uh, Bradford Bambush wrote, Darius Snow is going to be a monster at linebacker. Brian Carney said, Darius Snow will be the best MSU linebacker since his uncle. That's some lofty praise right there. And then Justin said, linebackers are the best position group of our team by far. Tough to argue against that last one. Listen, this linebacker core is talented and stacked. You have just your two returners from last year in this 4-2 scheme in Cal Halliday and Quiveras Crouch. Now, Crouch was not there at the spring practice, but we're just going to throw his name out there for fun right now. You also have two dynamite transfers in Jacoby Winman, Aaron Brule. Okay, you have a great returner who was a four-star freshman last year in Ma'a Naoteote Ote. My goodness gracious. And now, yeah, you're adding Darius Snow, who was a safety, turned into a nickel, and now it's like, is he just a straight-up linebacker now? Because, yeah, we talked about this late last week. If you pull Darius into that nickel position, he is such a thumper of a hitter. And we saw that on Saturday as he, you know, led to a scoop and score for the defense in one of their scrimmage-esque sessions during the practice. Yeah, he's, he has been one of the best tacklers, if not the best tackler on this team. He is good enough at stopping the run. He's also agile and just speedy enough to be a really strong pass defender as well. Yeah, this is an embarrassment of riches 
in the linebacker room. Is a 4-2 going to make much sense for much longer when you have that many players that can play? Or especially, I guess we could stop lying to ourselves too and saying that, yeah, this is a 4-2 and Darius is our nickel. Like, that's only a nickel by definition. Like, he, he truly does seem to be a linebacker out there. But now we've got this scenario where I'm starting to think about this a little more heavy now. Is Cal Halliday going to be a starter this year? Like, that's crazy because he was obviously a really good linebacker last year as a true freshman. He made the Big Ten all-freshman team. And now, like, Jacoby Winman seems to be that guy. Aaron Brule, great player. Darius Snow, okay, like, those are three guys that you could line up behind the defensive line right there. Or will it be like Cal Halliday, Jacoby Winman, Aaron Brule? And then find somewhere else for Darius Snow to go on the field, whether he takes... One of those safety positions, but those seem to be locked up by Xavier Henderson and Angelo Gross. Uh, or is it going to be like Jacoby Winman, Cal Halliday, Darius Snow? I, th- there's so many combinations of linebacker that you could throw out that that's going to be just very interesting to see how that unrolls. But yeah, if, if you had me guess, what is it going to be? Opening night against Western Michigan, that Friday night game. My guess would be that Jacoby Woodman, Aaron Brulee, and Darius Snow. Which is crazy because that leaves Cal Halliday out of the mix. Now, of course, he will be getting his fair share of run should he be coming off the bench. Just like, you know, Ma'a Naoteote Ote. And I'm sorry if I'm still butchering that name. But I think, I've, I think I'm on like the two-yard line of pronouncing his name correctly. But that's another guy that's going to be getting a lot of run this year. It's, it's just crazy that this linebacker crew is as talented as they are, and yet it bodes well for the front seven, and this funnels into another really good take that I loved. This is from Joy Flyer. And listen, I, hey, I asked for hot takes, overreactions, but I think that this is an actually measured one and one that we could debate here a little further. It's that MSU will have a better defense than offense. Yeah. I Like, after the spring game on Saturday, I, I have a hard time arguing against it. Now, the argument for the offense you can make is that, okay, linebacker is the best position group. Right behind them, though, might be that wide receiver core. And that was without Montori Foster on Saturday. He's hurt, out with a leg injury. Okay, Uh, how about true freshman Jeremy Bernard? Looking fantastic. Christian Fitzpatrick looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's right, Keon Coleman. He's there as well. Don't forget my guy, Trey Mosley, and... oh. Oh, excuse me, uh, Jaden Reed, that's right, this guy up here, hanging on my wall up here, if you're watching on YouTube, if I could point properly to the picture. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty solid uh, core as well. However, running back, still somewhat of a question mark. Quarterback, okay, yeah, you're good there. That offensive line, though, we'll get more into that in the second segment, but oh, that could be an issue here. The defense is fine, though. The front looks good. Chris Boggle, or Bogle, excuse me. I need to know how to pronounce his name because I haven't seen Boggle forever, but on Big Ten Network they kept saying Bogle. Uh-oh. Looks like a specimen. Specimen out there. Jeff Petrowski, who was wearing, uh, I believe, Noah Harvey's number from last year. I, I could be wrong on that. Someone double-check that for me. Still looked great out there. The guys in the middle looking good. Now, if of course, of course, all comes down to that secondary. And Amir Speed is a guy that looks as advertised as big, lawn, well, speedy, to make a direct pun off his last name. But can one guy really 
be the hero for the whole cornerback room? I don't know, but I do know that the coaching staff is also very high on Ronald Williams, how he's been growing from the start of last year where it was still a little bit uh, chippy, work in progress, if you will, and then until he got injured late in the year, progress was made. And now that progress seems to be going on in practice here. And this is also something that Scotty Hazleton brought up last week late in practice. I mean, late last week during practice, you get what I'm saying. That this is a cornerback room that is actually here this spring. Like last year, they were missing three of their top guys going into the summer because, you know, the transfers, they were late getting here. They couldn't add themselves until summer. And now you got the full room, which is good. It's exciting. You can work on technique and scheme. Like, will it fix everything? Okay, to be determined. I mean, I don't think that they necessarily have earned the benefit of the doubt completely on defense, but I'm willing to listen. And I was willing to watch and listen, it looks okay. One time for uh, Chuck Kimbra, by the way, getting a pick six in one of the seven on seven sessions as well. So, yeah, I, I'm really high in this defense right now. It starts at the linebackers. Of course, it's right there on the front as well. And listen, you got the experience Angelo Gross, Xavier Henderson at safety. Cornerbacks, okay. It, it's there for you. Got the full spring. Can't use that as an excuse. He got a mere speed. Okay, he's looking pretty solid. Ronald Williams, you're growing. Anyone else too? Chuck Brantley, I know he was wearing the non-contact jersey, but he's got full offseason. I'm feeling better about the defense than I am the offense. But overall, I'm, I'm feeling okay about both. I'm feeling pretty good, if I could say, about both. Now, we're going to get into a lot more takes. We're not done spewing takes off just yet from the spring game. I just got to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, guys, Built Bar. You've heard us talk about the world's best protein bar for quite some time, and for three reasons. One, they treat your taste buds so well, so as well as Mel Tucker and staff treats their recruits. Built Bar just hits your taste buds right. It's soft, it's chewy, it's covered in 100% real chocolate, and it tastes like what's actually on the wrapper when you bite into it. Number two, they treat your body well. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories. 4 grams of net carbs, just 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. They get you fired up and energized to take on whatever it is. A workout. Sitting through a spring game in that breezy weather, if you will. Watching the kids at home, going to the in-laws house, job interviews, golf rounds. Built Bar takes care of it all. And the third reason that we absolutely love Built Bar is that because they save you money. That's right. This promo code down here. I'll point the other way because that's the right way to point. Uh, Built.com. Smash in that promo code LOCKED15. And that's going to give you 15% off your order. One more time, gang. Go to Built.com to get your Built Bars. Smash in promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And guys, once again, thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. Let's get into some more overreactions. But before that, I also have to correct myself from something I said on Friday. I said five things that I want to watch for the spring game. And one of them was the kicking. Because, listen, Matt Coughlin's gone. I want to see how uh, Steven Rusnak, Jack Stone are going to be doing. Well, uh-oh. Uh, I forgot Jack Stone doesn't join until the summer. So apologies for that. Not a lot of kicking, kicking going on at the spring game. Oversight on my part. So my bad on that one. I have to call myself out for that one. Now let's talk about the offensive line here, guys, because a lot of you fine folks reached out on Twitter and said, uh, like, uh, Bri- 
Brianne, Brian, Brianne. Sorry, I'm butchering this name. Uh, offensive line is going to suck. Quite frankly, is what he said. And then parentheses, never mind that four likely starters didn't dress, and a number of the guys who played are young. That is correct. Curtis said MSU will have defensive players on the offensive line. Couldn't tell if you were joking or not, Curtis, because, that, uh, yeah, I'll listen. That might be on the table. And also, all the wide receivers in the world aren't going to mean anything if this team doesn't have a sustainable offensive line. Thorne is going to be running for his life. That he could be. Listen, and uh, before I start melting down about the offensive line, I will take a step back and realize that, yeah, Matt Carrick, out. Brian Green, the transfer from Washington State, simply not here. J.D. Duplain, he was out. Young guy, Gino Vandenmark, he was out. Th this was a ragtag offensive line that we saw on Saturday. And also, you also saw true freshman Jack Nickel get a good amount of run at tight end. And he was also matched up against, well, Chris Boggle. Okay. Hey, true freshman, that's an early enrollee. How about this former top 75 guy that just came in from Florida? Uh, good luck against him, so... That's also maybe a reason that it didn't look too sterling at times, especially if you were watching on Big Ten Network, like myself. And, you know, hey, you're jumping around all over the place with these camera shots during practice, but sometimes you get the offensive line in a bad situation, like Boggle on nickel sometimes, and, yeah, that's going to happen. But really, I I'm not... I'm not panicked yet about the offensive line my, my button or my, my fingers hovering a little over that defcon 2 button because just like you know i said the the broadcast said you guys probably already know that yeah this was a hampered offensive line on saturday you were missing a good number of guys now with that said we as spartan fans know as well as anyone how important how important offensive line depth can be to a season. Um, so that's what I worry about. Spencer Brown, let's say he gets rolled up on. Well, uh-oh, that's not good. we got to tap into one of these young guys. Ethan Boyd, hey, step right up. Good luck. Say Matt Carrick doesn't recover too well from his injury. Okay, uh, we are uh, razor-thin depth for inside offensive linemen. Jarrett Horst, hey, you get hurt. It could be me or you playing left tackle at that point. I don't know. So, listen, at the, at the core, the first five guys, the starting five, maybe if you want to go six, perhaps seven if you're feeling frisky, that's fine. But we also do know that, yeah, that can be an issue to only having five or six or seven offensive linemen that you do trust. So, on the surface, hey, I'm feeling okay. The, the, the first guys that you see on the depth chart, I'm sure it'll be fine. But after that... Let's talk about something happier. Um, like wide receivers, for example. Like uh, called said, I don't think it's an overreaction, but Christian Fitzpatrick has gotten a lot better, and it showed. Tap in sports said, Jaden Reed will be a Heisman finalist. That is what I'm talking about. And then John Fedor said, Cade McDonald is the second best Cade in the state of Michigan, first being Cade Cunningham. That is all accurate right there. Someone said that, uh, that uh, Cade McDonald is Cooper Cup 2.0. There we go. Just a white-on-white -white crime of comparison right there. But, yeah, sure, hey, I, I'm all in. Listen, we, we talk about Jaden Reed and that dynamite chemistry he has with Peyton Thorne. Let's not forget the Wolverine Slayer from two years ago, Cade McDonald. Also, also, great chemistry. High school teammates with Peyton Thorne. But, no, really, it was just so nice to see Thorne and Reed just working together. Like, just... 
just sensational. It, it, it is like you're watching art, like 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 Guns N' Roses in, in their prime. Just oh, you are seeing something special between those two people. That's a reference that a lot of young kids will understand, I'm sure. Wow, I've never dated myself like that before. But yeah, that's the best comparison I got. It is just flawless out there. These guys have beautiful chemistry. And to see it just in spring just really gets me even more fired up for the fall than I already was. Oh, it's so good. And let's also talk about the running back position too because that was a big, big storyline headed into Saturday. Did we get any more clarity? No, not really, of course not, but I did like this. I was really fascinated, and I'm sure you were as well. I was fascinated to see what it was going to look like with Davion Prim getting the ball. And they did a lot of run-heavy situations, too, early on in spring practice. And I, I beat my rewind button on my remote into the ground just going back and watching these plays. I, I was really impressed with Davion Prim's vision because there were some times where Listen, the, the hole wasn't necessarily there, so he would bounce it outside, cut it out. Or it was a small hole, but hey, he got there just in the nick of time. And I do like Davion Prim's vision that he does have. Jalen Berger had a few nice moments as well. And this is something that Mel Tucker talked about at the end of practice as well, is that don't be surprised to see some more people in the transfer portal coming up uh, this week because that's just the fact of the matter. And with the whole running back room, you have Jarek Broussard coming in. He was not at the spring game because he can't join until summer. Okay, Jalen Berger, I don't think he's going to be going. It seems like Davion Prim is going to be that guy. So now you have Jordan Simmons. You have Eli Collins, Harold Joyner. Like, it's just fact of the matter that one, if not two, of those guys might be taking a dive into the portal this week. So just heads up on that. No one should be freaking out if guys go to the portal because after 15 spring practices, guys know where they are in the pecking order. Right, I know we only saw a quick glimpse of it on Saturday, but these kids aren't stupid. They know where they stand in the depth chart and everything like that. So we're going to see, not a mass exodus, but we're going to be seeing some guys go into the portal. And I think running back is going to be one of those positions. Unless one of these guys want to convert to play backup left tackle, by all means, uh, go for it. Another big chatter topic for this weekend was attendance, right? Mel Tucker talked about how he wanted to see, you know, Pax Barton Stadium, all that good stuff. And listen, I, I thought I thought the attendance was fine, you know, for Saturday. And I know that this is a thing that a lot of people want to talk about, so we'll talk about it right here. Like John C says, poor attendance will hurt this program. MSU Spartan underscore one said, spring games are boring as hell, and fan bases that fill the entire stadium are psychopaths. That is 100% correct. And he also says this, which is, you know, I hitch my wagon onto this as well. He says, disclaimer, I will still always watch every minute of every MSU spring game for the rest of my life. Likewise, yeah, I get home from Easter festivities on Saturday night, and what do I do? Like like the true party animal I am, I watch a spring practice. So, yeah, it's it's a sickness that we're all, all in here for. Um... And then, last but not least, uh, sorry, Turner said, uh, tough to recruit when it's that cold. Let's talk about the spring game attendance here. Um, You've probably already picked up by now. I I was not there. I I did not attend. I'm so sorry. Uh, Hopefully my fan card doesn't get taken away here. I like to think that some of the road games I went to last year is enough to preserve that. Or all the home games that I went to in that 2018-2019 season helps me keep my fan card. But no, on a real note, like, it's a tough sell. Right? It's it's. Easter weekend, if you're like me, you probably had some festivities to go to there. A little on the chillier side. Also, 
there are some things that maybe on Michigan State's end they could do to help make this more desirable for fans. I don't know how much later you could schedule it in the year, but maybe look into that. I know that's a wonky spring. It's been a little chillier than we'd like it to be, but also allow tailgating. Like, listen, I'm not going to go out and say that every Spartan fan's a functioning alcoholic here, but let's not kid ourselves. Like, having a few pops before watching the boys throw the pigskin around, especially if it's just, like, a practice, that doesn't hurt. Open the lots. Have the open container policy rolling, baby. Uh, and also, it's just tough to bring kids into the game. This would be a really cool event for, like, uh, you know, little tykes. And I know that I'm going on a selfish rant right now. You can see it over my shoulder. He's a little bigger right now, but yeah, it's tough to bring a little tyke in the game with the whole no bag policy, all that fun stuff. But I get it, it's security, but hey, at the end of the day, that's the end of my rant of just saying, you know, here's how you can maybe get more people through the door. I It wasn't a terrible turnout. It was a fine turnout. And also, well, okay, it's not like these kids were going to Ohio State and Michigan State. Those were on the same games, or this, those games were on the same day. Last weekend, Michigan had their spring game. Like, it's not like they packed their entire stadium. Like, no, it was probably a comparable size audience for their spring game as well. And also, it, it's not like it impacted recruiting because, oh, what's that? Next segment, we're going to talk about a nice little recruit that added his name to the 2023 class. So, no, again, and you can go back and listen last week because we hit this. But the long story short is that probably coaches and culture mean more to recruits than you know, how many butts are in the seats at these spring games because these kids sometimes, more times than not, will get a look at what a full Spartan Stadium is if they haven't already when fall rolls around for their visits. So that's right. Um, Just got a few more takes to get off uh, next segment. And then we'll talk, of course, about Eddie Pleasant the third committing to Michigan State. But I just got to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Woo! Best time of the year. NBA playoffs starting, NHL playoffs starting, baseball is rolling. Tigers did not lose on Sunday, so woohoo, look at us go. Uh, golf season is hitting its full stride. If you want some terrible golf bets, ask me. If you want the best website in the world to place your bets on, that's betonline.net. They, they got you taken care of over there because it's in their name, betonline.net. They, they, they do it all right. And it's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the best and latest developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline where the game starts. And let's start segment three with just a few more takes. Uh, one, uh, you know, there's four things I just jotted down. One, uh, I think Noah Kim's tattoos look sick. Um, I think a backup quarterback should always have uh, a tattoo sleeve. Like, if my guy goes down, like, I want a guy that looks like he has an edge to him. Now, with that said, on a more real note, I think it's fascinating to see how this is going to shake out a backup quarterback, too. Um, Graham Couch put it best for Atlanta State Journal in his column. He essentially said, and I'm just paraphrasing here, that Right now, let's say that Michigan State has a game tomorrow and Peyton Thornton goes down. Noah Kim's probably that guy stepping into the backup role, but I think once we get into fall and really start rolling here, Caden Hauser might be that guy. He already seems to have the build. He was as big, if not maybe even a little bigger than any of the other quarterbacks standing around him. Got some good zip on the ball. And also, hey, Peyton Thornton to, to Jaden Reed, you like that chemistry? Caden Hauser to Jeremy Bernard. Let's go. That's some chemistry built in right there. So 
Kate Hauser undoubtedly has a higher upside. It's just how fast can he climb up that upside ladder to pass Noah Kim. So that's another takeaway that we could, of course, have. Um, I also wonder if soft shell helmets will ever make its way into football, like permanently, even outside of practice, like in actual games. Now, of course, that's a lot of hills to climb up. And I'm not saying they should. I just wonder if it ever gets to a point that it will with, you know, concussions are very prevalent in the game. But yeah, like I don't think any program or fan base is going to be jazzed to get rid of like some trademark helmets, if you will. But yeah, the soft shell helmets really are that much of an improvement over just, you know, the normal just hard shell helmet. Like I, I wonder if they'll ever get to that point where we see that in actually live games. Uh, so yeah, hey, again, I'm just spitballing here. Fascinating that Ben Van Sumeren is still out there, even though he's in the transfer portal. Like, I know that he was practicing with the team, even with his name in the portal, but, like, he got some. He got a lot of he got a lot of run <laughs> on, on Saturday. Like, he is putting out the full highlight tape, so I wonder if they keep him around. I, we just talked about in the first segment how clogged the linebacker room is. I wonder if he tries to find another position somewhere else. Like, he's a... He's a weight room hero. Like, he puts up great numbers as far as just, like, the metrics go. Um, maybe find a spot for him on offense, perhaps? That's what I'm campaigning for. And also, last but not least, love seeing all the passing out of the backfield. And I understand that. Some of it happened during, you know, the, the run-heavy portion of practice. And, of course, you're going to pass out of the backfield during the running back's portion. But that's a wrinkle I'd like to see in Michigan State's offense this year. Was not in the offense last year. Quite frankly, because it didn't have to be. Because when you have Kenneth Walker the third, you just have to handle the ball for him to make magic. But yeah, with the the new line or the new running back room passing out of the backfield, I think can have a bigger bigger presence in this offense. Now let's talk about the first commit to come out of this awesome weekend for Michigan State. It's Eddie Pleasant the third, five foot eleven, one hundred seventy five pound cornerback, three star kid from Tampa, Florida. He is just outside the number 700. He's just outside the top 700 kids in the country, ranked at 701, the 61st rated cornerback per 24-7 sports composite, and the 105th rated player in Florida. That might sound ridiculous that you're getting a guy that is rated outside the top 100 in his own state. But if you know recruiting and you know high school football, you know that, hey, that's actually pretty good for the state of Florida because they have got some dogs down there. They have got some dogs down there in Florida. And so, yeah, 105 in the state, nothing to shake a stick at at all. I know that Michigan State and the staff actually had Eddie Pleasant very high on their boards, higher than some four stars that you you might see on 24-7 sports. So, yeah, this is a, a guy that... It's not like a plan B recruit or a plan C recruit. Like, no, this this, this was a plan A recruit for the staff. And it's their first cornerback of the class, the 2023 class's sixth commit as he picked Michigan State over schools like Penn State, Florida State, Iowa, Tennessee, Cincinnati, uh, just to name the top schools who Michigan State was also competing against as far as offers went. And now with that, Michigan State is now 14th overall in the country per 24-7 sports for the 2023 class. They are rated right now as the number four class in the Big Ten, but if you want to shift some numbers around and you know have a pretty good look at it, for the average player rating, Michigan State is third in the conference, just behind Ohio State, 
and Penn State. The only reason that Iowa is rated third and not fourth like Michigan State is that Iowa has seven commits right now. They're all three stars, but Michigan State, six commits, three four stars, three three stars. And that might change pretty soon here because uh, Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports, along with his colleague Corey Robinson, put a crystal ball in. Oh, yeah. That's right, for Elliott Washington, who's committed to Alabama right now. Little school down south called Alabama. Don't know if you ever heard of them. Um, yeah, they're predicting that Elliott Washington, safety, four-star safety, top 150 player in the country, safety, committed to Alabama, who went to Michigan State's spring game over the weekend. We'll flip his commitment to Michigan State. Now, knock on wood, just like me. Everyone take your hand. Knock on wood. And also, uh, Enel Etta, he is also a top 150 player in the country. He is a four-star defensive end. He's been trending towards Michigan State as well. Uh, a lot of folks have put their predictions in on 24-7 sports. But this is also a conversation we had with Justin Thind last week is that these guys aren't going to start taking their official visits until the summer. So, if no one commits here in this week, it's not time to panic and be like, well, what the hell happened? I thought we had a great spring game. Like, yeah, that can be true, but also, understandably so, pretty big decision for these kids. They're probably going to want to take all, if not some, of their official visits in the summer before, you know, making it as official as a verbal commitment can be. You know how it goes in you know, high school football and recruiting and everything like that. But, yeah, got some guys to keep their names out on. And um, everything went well. Staff, the, the the few people I talked to didn't want to interrupt everyone on their Easter break, but the, the few people I talked to on staff said, yeah, that went pretty, that went pretty good. That, that The weekend went as good as it possibly could have from the recruiting standpoint. Now you just got to sit back and wait to see if it all comes to fruition. So, but hey, until then, keep it locked in. To lockdown Spartans. Anyone commits, uh, if, if any wind of anyone committing comes our way, yeah, well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. We've also got a, a week of shows. If you have any mailbag questions, hit me up. Lockdownspartans at gmail.com. Got a great question we're gonna get to tomorrow. Someone wants me to name a goat that they are gonna get. I've never felt more pressure in my entire life about anything ever. Like I no, I, I can't think of anything that's even a close second to this. So we got that. We're also going to get into a lot of other fun stuff. Your mailbag questions. If you guys have segment ideas, hey, it's the off season. I'm all ears. Let's have some fun. Let's get nuts. Lockdownspartans at gmail.com. Thank you so much for starting your week with Lockdown Spartans. You guys are all the best. Love every single one of you. Now go make your second listen. Lockdown NFL Draft. It's coming eventually. I promise you. Uh, Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL draft to life every day, whenever the NFL draft may be. I I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, they bring you insight and analysis on cultural prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available where you find folks. Get your podcast. Go green. You guys are all the best.